The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. With all of the fights coming back around, we are coming back around with another edition of the podcast. It's great to have you with us wherever you are tuning in, not only in the United States and North America, but anywhere all across the globe as fights are back everywhere uh, for the most part right now. Yes, uh, for the most part without fans. Some countries, we've seen some shows in Europe where they have had some. There was a fight uh, earlier in July in a fight card in Mississippi that actually had some fans. So we've slowly begun to have some normalcy in the sport. Obviously, big tip of the hat to what Bob Arum and Top Rank Boxing did in the United States in Las Vegas with two fight cards a week for two months practically in June and July. So with boxing back, the more prominent fights back, we are back on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely your somewhat capable and lucid host. I've got guests coming up on a roundtable to discuss some of the topics of this week. We use this podcast as an offshoot, as a vehicle to help promote BigFightWeekend.com. Again, if you have not done so already, find our written work, our written content at BigFightWeekend.com. By the tens of thousands, you have been finding us in the last, let's say, six weeks or so with fights coming back in through top rank, uh, through uh, Frank Warren's British promotion, now Premier Boxing Champions, as well as Golden Boy Promotions in DAZN in the United States, and really uh, boxing all over the world with different promotions and outfits that are finally starting to have fights again here in the summer, July turning to August, August turning to September. So we're going to talk a lot about that. By the way, subscribe to this audio version of the podcast via Apple Podcasts, via Spotify, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe away here to the Big Fight Weekend Podcast, and whenever there's a new one, it will come automatically to you. So again, if you found us through a social media link, if you found us because we promoted on YouTube and our YouTube channel, subscribe to the audio podcast that you're hearing right now. It'll come automatically to you, and whenever there are big fights, big moments, and there are championship fights that are going to be coming on uh, quite a roll call, fast and furious, world title fights that are going to be coming as August rolls on and then September gets here where we've even got the possibility of about every weekend a significant championship fight or two will be all over it here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. So coming up, a senior writer from the website, Marquise Johns, will join me along with our buddy T.C. Martin out in Las Vegas, OL on location in uh, Sin City, where Bob Arum's top-ranked boxing has been holding a bunch of different fights and now uh, has slowed their bubble fight cards twice a week to start rolling out bigger, more important fights, hopefully with fans later this fall and as the fall turns uh, to winter later on in the year. Uh, they're hoping to have so. And uh, and likewise, uh, TC, Marquise, and I are going to kick around premier boxing champions Al Heyman's outfit now with their deal with Showtime Boxing. Those that were uh, calling that uh, Showtime Boxing was dead, like Eddie Hearn in specific of, of Matchroom, a rival promoter and promotion that could never get his uh, regular fights on uh, Showtime, began to talk about the death of Showtime Boxing. Well, I would say as uh, the late uh, humorist, the longtime 
uh, well-known cliche from the humorous and writer of the 1800s and the early 1900s, Mark Twain, once wrote and said, rumors of Showtime's demise greatly exaggerated. Because not only are they back with a fight card or two, they're back with a full slate of action, including world championship fights through PBC, Showtime locking up the Charlo brothers for a same-day dual pay-per-view, a day-night pay-per-view that we'll talk more about. But also the uh, the coveted uh, showdown in the lightweight division, or will it be junior light? Well, I'm confused. Is it going to be at 130 or 135 uh, for the fight weight limit between Gervonta Davis unbeaten and outstanding three-division world champion Leo Santa Cruz? They are going to fight on Showtime pay-per-view later in October. So needless to say, Premier Boxing Champions not messing around. I got a fight card this weekend on Showtime involving a Philly up-and-coming unbeaten contender fighting for a vacant WBO championship. We're going to talk about Stefan Fulton in that action. David Benavides is going to defend his 168-pound title, the WBC belt. Uh, on and on with championship fights on Showtime. So uh, a tip of the hat for them being able to get the deal done with PBC when, as we'll discuss on the roundtable, Fox had become much more prominent for PBC in 2019. Not the case after the COVID-19 shutdown of the sport that Showtime comes out guns ablaze, and we'll talk more about that. What's up with DAZN, the streaming service that is global, yes, but primarily for the United States, it is a boxing outlet, and they have ground to a halt, lost tens of thousands, if not several hundred thousand subscribers over the summer. Can they get them back? Are they are they going to be able to survive for the end of 2020 or not? Can they get Canelo Alvarez in the ring to help them survive? We'll be discussing that on the roundtable with Marquise and with TC. So we have a lot to get to here on the podcast, whether it's the audio version. Again, find the YouTube page and subscribe uh, as well to the Big Fight Weekend YouTube page uh, where you'll see the videos, you'll see the roundtable, the different stuff that we are doing. And as, as always, find the website, bigfightweekend.com. As I often jokingly like to say, tell everybody, tell your friends, your family, tell your enemies, tell fight fans everywhere about Big Fight Weekend and this podcast. Let's get going uh, with my special guest coming up. Stand by for that. We do continue on. It is the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Again, however you found this podcast, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe via the social media uh, world uh, the link to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Subscribe away. And also find our video links, including the YouTube page, the Big Fight Weekend YouTube page. And right now we are doing kind of the simulcast thing on video and audio because I have got two uh, great guests to mix it up and talk boxing. You know the senior writer from BigFightWeekend.com, Mr. Marquise Johns, is back with me as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. How you feeling, Week Sauce? Pretty good, TJ. Never fun-filled weekend of fights. Back, back to having a Showtime fights again. It's always good to have these back on. They said we've been going to the vault for thirty years plus. Dear Lord, <laughs> it is coming back around. By the way, hold up the jersey just a little bit on the video screen. Marquise is rocking the Detroit Tigers with the resumption of baseball. The Tigers jersey on that. Uh, we also have with us from the TC Martin Show. Hey, look at the product placement in the background. If you're on the video with us, <laughs> it's the TC Martin Show weekdays in Las Vegas, five days a week. You find also tcmartinshow.com he would be tc martin good to have you initials brother from another mother 
There you go. If you're going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays hat product placement, then I'll go the self-promotion myself. And <laughs> I want to proclaim something right now, okay? As much Please. as we all love Marquise and we love the weak sauce, okay? I, I'm saying today we change that because there's nothing weak about this man. For now on, I'm calling him strong sauce. Forget strong the sauce. That can be he he definitely he enjoys strong sauce. He definitely enjoys wing sauce, not just weak sauce, but wing sauce. There's variations that we can do. He is he is a saucy kind of guy. But it's an inside joke. We've talked about this before. It's an inside joke that that was your radio nickname like behind the scenes for a long time that you were bringing the weak sauce. That's where that comes from, right? Absolutely. That's where it came from back in the old days where I was just like, yeah, radio stuff in town. Yeah, just bringing the weak sauce like everybody else in this damn town. So it was great. That's you it. Knew. Strong sauce. For now on, he's strong sauce. To me, he's you strong sauce. You knew if you were going to Marquise, it was going to the weak sauce. All right, let's speak <laughs> on Mike Tyson. Uh, and, and the audience here, again, will be able to see this on the YouTube conversation. So let's talk about Tyson and uh, this whole situation with Roy Jones. So we're playing the video right now for the audience to see. I think I think you guys can see it. Um, that we're watching Roy Jones and Mike Tyson signing the contract last week for their exhibition September 12th. Marquise wanted to point out right away, could Mike, could Mike, could Iron Mike not put the blunt down on camera for a few seconds while we're signing. I mean, come on while no, we're trying no, to promote no, no. the fight here. It's Give so, me it's a break. Jeez, like, like, this is such a farce, and this is honestly the biggest dumpster fire I've seen in a long time. But the other thing I've gained from all of this is the fact that it's led to some of the most ridiculous guys, and I mean ridiculous conversations I've ever had in boxing conversations in my life were. People think that Tyson at age 54 could take on Fury and Wilder. The people think this is an actual thing. comes out in the round when it's an exhibition. They've beaten our heads over the head that it's going to be an exhibition. Ray Cole is refereeing the fight, and he's known for quick hooks. So this isn't going to be anything more than uh, two jabs at most of the shoulder of Roy Jones out. It, it's, it's just – honestly, guys, this is the biggest waste of time in a long time. But here we are. Yeah, you wrote about that. Again, 12-ounce gloves – Tyson, 54, Roy Jones, 51. They're Hall of Fame fighters in their day. But TC, what's going on here with this? Give me some thoughts. Yeah, it's a, it's a weak sauce money grab is what it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible. And we talk about product placement. That's what Iron Mike was doing. He had his own product placement going on there. <laughs> this is the signage. I mean, come on. Give the guy some credit. This is uh, – I think Mike is still waiting for – uh, a contract or a call to come from Hangover 4. Uh, it's not coming right, right now, right. so he has yeah. to do something. No, I, I now, that was a big knockout punch on Ed Helms in the movie, The Comedian. Oh, he did land shot. Right, yeah. at, right at the key moment on In the Air Tonight when the drum solo starts and he just bashed him on The Hangover. That might be more excitement to watch that than what's going to happen on September 12th. Here's an, here's an interesting uh, question about all this. It's going to be pay-per-view – uh, Marquise is even saying, what do we make of an undercard that has a YouTube actor, Jake Paul, fighting a former slam dunk champion, little uh, diminutive uh, Nate Robinson in the, uh, in the undercard? I mean, this thing is it's, it, it's such a circus. The only thing it's missing is the guy in the top hat and the elephant poop, Marquise, for September 12th, but they're going to do it anyway. Well, that fight hasn't been sanctioned yet for the California Flooding Commission season. There's still time. However, the only thing I've gathered from all of this is that, that, that they gave all this money to these guys 
to promote this app I've never heard of until this five-year-old guy named Thriller. You know, not Michael Jackson song, but Thriller, some sort of social media platform that has guys on, that has, you know, you can do your own videos like everything else. So, essentially, this is going to try to jumpstart all of that, but this is what you have to pay to see for it? No, uh, hard pass, hard pass. Yeah, the thriller, the thriller, uh, it's his legends idea too that Tyson has with other fights and with other fighters and who else might be uh, part of that. All right, so as we continue on the podcast, let's talk about Tyson back in the day. I wrote about his destruction of Marvis Frazier, uh, which took place the anniversary of that fight taking place on Sunday, 34 years ago. We cannot be that old. Marquise, don't tell me that you weren't born yet. TC and I, we, can't, we cannot be that old. We're watching now ABC Wide World of Sports as uh, Tyson comes across the ring at Marvis Frazier. This is up-and-coming contender Mike Tyson, and it would not take long, boys, for, the, for this fight to be over with as the son of Smoke and Joe got trapped uh, in that right corner, and, and it's going to be over before you can spell Iron Mike, as I wrote on the, uh, the recap. And looking back on this, TC, to you first. This was Tyson fighting for the fourth time in 40 days, up-and-coming contender, and he just devastates Frazier here. Yeah, I remember uh, the marketing of this fight. Uh, a lot of people Oof. bought into this because of Smoking Joe's son, and, and Smoking Joe was, had a lot to say about his son and how he was going to take, uh, take it right to Mike Tyson. And uh, obviously, uh, he took nothing but the canvas, and that was it. And, again, this is uh, a la what we saw with Tyson and Michael Spinks. And, right. Um, you know, in, in others, this was this was terrible. It was a, it was a travesty. And who was that? Was that a young Steve Smoker in the ring? Was that who that Maybe. was? Yeah, Kevin was Rooney. Was? Kevin Rooney there. Uh, his trainer, who uh, you know would part the Don King wedge, came between Rooney and Tyson and helped lead lead to the demise. But we're going to see a, a replay here uh, of a couple of those punches and the uppercut. Marquise was always Tyson's trademark. This is the early 20 year old Mike Tyson. And look at that vicious. Wow. That is nasty. And that is why he got absolutely obliterated. Jeez. Yeah. This, that, that was those punches that we know when Tyson was swinging during Tyson media that he had with bad intentions. And that clearly was one of the cases here. Well, again, uh, Tyson had, had already fought eight times, TC and Marquise, that year. Four times since the beginning of May. He was a rising star that eventually would get in the ring with Trevor Burbick in TC's Las Vegas in November of 1986 and win the heavyweight title. All right, that's enough of, uh, of watching Marvis Frazier play the, the role of Ragdoll uh, there in that fight. <laughs> Back to us on screen, again, uh, find us on the YouTube page and the video through uh, YouTube. As we talk about this, you can see that tyson Frazier fight. It doesn't take very long uh, to watch yeah. that. But we can't convey enough, TC especially because we're a little older than Marquise, that the aura around Mike Tyson at this time, because he had all those knockouts and then ABC showed several of his fights building him up, um, it was must-see, and, and, it, and it really boomed on pay-per-view. It was must-see stuff on the quick knockouts, right? Yeah, it definitely was uh, at that point in time. And he, that's why he fought eight times during the course of that year. Like you said, you know, Don King was building them up. Uh, there were a lot of uh, paper guys that were a lot of tomato cans of him, but this is what people tuned in to see. And again, we're old enough to remember this was on ABC Wide World of Sports where we saw, you know, world championship of, you know, boxing back in the day, CBS Sports Spectacular. And now, of course, you know, we don't have anything like that uh, 
you know, right now. But yeah, Tyson, of course, uh, we knew at that point in time this guy was going to be something special. And uh, again, it was uh, it was uh, a lot of quick work for Iron Mike back in those days. By the way, I think the number he fought eleven times, Marquise, in nineteen eighty six as an up and coming contender. Eventually, fought oh, Burbick wow. in November of eighty six. There, there are there are heavyweight champions and fighters that don't fight eleven times in four years now. It's like twice a year, and that's it. So that tells you how Tyson was on the way up uh, fighting, and he fought a bunch more in eighty seven. He fought like four or five times in eighty seven. Uh, as well as Don King kept putting him uh, out there in, in these title fights. Um, all right, so there's there's something on Iron Mike and the and the history and going back, and that's one of the things that we like to do. All right, next topic, as we made reference to, the uh, PBC fight cards are going to be rolling back out, and that includes um, the Showtime uh, relaunch of Premier Boxing Champions coming this Saturday night, as we see it on the screen for those of you with us on the video on the YouTube page here for Big Fight Weekend, uh, as Stefan Fulton will be in action against Angelo Leo. Fulton, an unbeaten Philadelphia up-and-coming uh, super bantamweight, 122-pound fighter, 18-0. and 0. So PBC has rolled out a series of fight cards. Marquise, to you first, how excited are you that we get – Premier Boxing Champions back. They're fighting uh, no fans at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut with a series of fights all the way through December. Now, some of the fights later in the year may end up having some fans socially distanced, but for right now, we'll see these first few championship nights and, and Showtime fight cards with no fans. Uh, what do you make of this? Uh, Marquise, you first. Absolutely excited for these fights, TJ. And it's funny because uh, PBC decided to wait uh, until, you know, once Top Rank had a whole summer of fights uh, rolled out to roll up their fight weekend. And it's interesting because this is the first fight back. And then ironically, funny enough, it's for Navarrete's old 122-pound belt that he moved up for to take. So this base belt's made between these two guys going up for it. And it's actually a pretty good fight. And it's funny, guys, because, as you know, with Showtime especially, Showtime with these PBC cards, especially last year, they had the dregs of these cards last year. Like, so far to the point, as we all know, I think last June they had the best knockouts of 2018 shown uh, for these Showtime fight cards. Now that they're actually having a real fight, and they got pretty much first pick for this fall rollout uh, for these lineups. This is a pretty good one, and this actually is a good fight between Leo and uh, Fulton. Fulton. All right. Uh, you, you give me, I didn't mean to cut you off. Give me a little more on Fulton, and then I wanted to talk about the Charlo brothers and then eventually Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. But give me a little more on Fulton for Saturday night, Showtime. Absolutely, yeah. Fulton uh, coming up against uh, Leo on Showtime this Saturday. Uh, coming up, uh, defeating uh, Kadai earlier this year before the Penangle back in January on the uh, Garrett Deschio, like the uh, Ivan Redcatch card of all things with Danny Garcia, where he got bit. Uh, so this is actually a pretty good fight. They're going to bring out and maybe see what these fights are actually pretty solid. Uh, TC to you here on this because we're going to get a Charlo Brothers doubleheader on pay-per-view in September, a day-night doubleheader like baseball. Uh, and then eventually Gervonta Davis, who's arguably the most marquee fighter that Showtime still has um, in the deal with PBC, he's going to fight on, P on pay-per-view against a West Coast fighter, a, uh, a Latino, a, Me a Mexican based in Los Angeles, Leo Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz has won three world titles in three different weight divisions. That could be an exciting pay-per-view again in October. What, what do you make of PBC rolling this back out, TC Martin? Uh, you know, again, like you said, you know, they, they're following the lead of top rank. And top rank got on this, you know, immediately, as we know, uh, with all their fights on Tuesday and Thursday with ESPN. 
And, you know, PBC just kind of w- was laying back in the weeds because they weren't exactly sure what Showtime and Fox, you know, actually wanted to do. And especially like we talked about before, it's so hard for these promoters to make any money without live gates and with no fans. And then uh, from, a, from a television standpoint, I mean, Showtime doesn't have the, the contract that Aram has with ESPN. So they're a little bit you know, more limited in what they can do. Uh, I was talking to my friend Al Bernstein. I know he's excited to get back to work with Showtime. But honestly, guys, when we look at this, uh, I'm not a big a fan uh, as probably uh, as uh, Marquis says, you know, with the PBC, uh, with their fighters. We rarely see top-notch matchups. When we do see the top-notch matchups, uh, they usually get delayed for injury. There are long negotiations that go with this thing. And as far as the Charlo brothers, I just, I just don't see, uh, you know, anyone probably, uh, you know, uh, uh, knocking either one of these guys off. You know, you know Santa Cruz is, is nice and everything. But to me, this just does not have the luster. And they don't really have the roster that Bob Arum and top rank have at this point in time right now. And uh, I think eventually they're going to need fans uh, to be able to, to pay these guys like the Charlos and, and everyone else. So, yeah, not really as excited, uh, you know, and we look at these, these uh, Showtime fights, uh, it doesn't really excite me. I know my boy Sean Porter is going to get back in the ring and Fox is coming, coming up here uh, in right. a couple of months. So mm-hmm. with PBC, as we know, PBC has their agreement with Showtime to do fights and they have their agreement with Fox. I'm a little bit more excited to see Sean get back in the ring on August the 22nd. But again, who's he fighting? I mean, he should, they should have just had the rematch with him and Earl Spence. It was such a great fight uh, in L.A. I'd love to see that thing you know, get run back. But instead, they're going to give us Danny Garcia, which I'm not as excited about. And I really believe you know, that a Porter-Spence uh, rematch, when Spence is healthy, makes a lot more sense. Instead, you know, they're going to have Sean uh, headline uh, a show on Fox on August 22nd. Again, so what, Jermaine Sebastian Formelia? I mean, I don't know who this guy is. He's done <laughs> 22 or 10 knockouts. But again, it's just another one of these guys they're going to throw at us. And I don't think the public should be excited about any of these fights. Interesting. Uh, Marquise, a couple of responses to uh, what TC had to say there. I mean, the Charlo idea is intriguing because it's a split pay-per-view. You pay one price. They're going to be three fights like in the afternoon. They're going to take like a 90-minute or two-hour break and then resume the fight card. Same location, three more fights with the other Charlo brother uh, fighting in, in the main event that night. Um, the Porter thing also seems, and Marquise, I want your thought. They're going to have him fight this Formella, this German. Uh, he's a Belgian-born Ger- German. Uh, they're going to have him fight him and then sit and wait. And I think if Spence defeats Danny Garcia, that's the natural rematch. Is Spence and Porter a second time? Marquise, do you buy that? I buy that to a small extent. Yeah, we'll give TC credit on this. In terms of the matchups, yeah, I'm not excited for that quarter matchup at all, considering that it's a guy. Actually, I had to YouTube to find out myself, and it's like, it's not, it's not too much tape on that, man, guys. Just gonna that out here. So, and it's one of those things with, like, with Fox, and BBC does it with some of these Fox cards, and I wish they would do a little better in terms of the matchups. I do agree with TC on this, where they have all these guys, but they don't stack them up with the most elite competition. To give you guys a great example, uh, earlier this year before the pandemic broke, we had a uh, Caleb Plant and uh, mandatory against uh, Vincent Feigenboots. You know, you know stuff along those lines. So I do, I do agree with TC having better fight cards. Uh, the one thing with Showtime, though, I will give them credit for compared to what they were putting out last year, the Bartholomew Easter matchup. Which I was at, and it was the snooze fest of all snooze fests at the Cosmopolitan. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I, I, I ate very well at the well, Wicked Food, the, the buffet there before that fight. 
<laughs> okay, but in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, Premier Boxing Champions put a lot of their emphasis with the Fox deal and was putting uh, the likes of the Garcia, or uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Pacquiao, a Keith Thurman fight was a Fox pay-per-view. Yeah. The Spence mm-hmm. fight with Porter, a Fox pay-per-view. Wilder fighting Luis Ortiz last November, a Fox pay-per-view. So at least they're coming back around to Showtime, guys. Marquise, a quick follow-up on that. Showtime willing. Showtime put the money out, got the deal done with PBC, and they have better fights than what they did have. That's your point. That's my point on my end, where they are at least putting better competition up of them. And I will admit with the Charlo pay-per-view, which I am intrigued about, because this is the first time we're seeing the Charlo's guys, well, face a live body, per se, for the most part. I mean, people have been arguing, like, you know, random fringe media would ask, you know, for a Charlo and Gerardi. That's never going to happen. So at least we're getting an actual title defense, like, especially one with, like, the Charlo Rosario. I think that's a great matchup, actually. But, like, just in terms of the actual matches with PBC, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's bad as the RTC. I, I, maybe I'm just excited for boxing being back in general. And I know that this is going to force the hands of other promotions as well with the Golden Boys and the matchrooms to put out at least, you know, half pretty decent cards because, as we know, TSA this weekend with uh, matchrooms fight camp, those aren't the strongest matches until we get to Dillian White, Alexander Povetkin. I mean, that, that's what we're waiting on, guys. Right. So, until that happens, I, I'm – I can compare it to the uh, draft of some sorts, you know, where the bad team picks first, and Showtime has been the bad team for a while and all this, so they pick first and lay this out. Now we'll see what Fox does on their end, we'll see what Top Ring does with Bob in the pay-per-view, hopefully with AFM or Women's Tangle Race stack and plays accordingly. Same thing with Golden Boy with Canelo, and we'll just go from there. All right, so real quick, that's the voice of Marquise Johns, T.C. Martin with me, I'm T.J. Reeves. Again, if you're hearing us only on the audio podcast, Uh, Whether you found us through a social media link and you've subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Make sure that you find us on the video here uh, through um, YouTube. Go find the video or a social media link of the video to see what we look like and see the video that we're going to. A couple of moments left here with my guests. And that kind of segues, Marquise, what you were saying last to what you wrote about on BigFightWeekend.com. And we are showing uh, your... Um, your article that you did on bigfightweekend.com about DAZN. So DAZN had their first fight card back last Friday night at the time that we're taping. Virgil Ortiz headlined that welterweight contender with his 16th consecutive knockout. He's 16-0, 16 knockouts. DAZN is trying to get back gradually here. They have been the slowest, really, of the three to come out with a lot of different fights. Uh, Top rank, as TC mentioned, had a bunch of them. Uh, now PBC has announced a full schedule to zone trying to figure out when Canelo Alvarez will be fighting coming up. Uh, there's Canelo as we're seeing him on the screen. He's the big drawing card for DAZN. But TC, I'm going to ask you first here. I mean, we, we kept hearing about how uh, that Las Vegas would be the spot for Canelo. September 12th, Mexican Independence Day weekend would be the weekend. But now that Tyson and Jones's exhibition, which is going to be a pay-per-view, has taken that date, does that jeopardize a Canelo fight for that date in Vegas? Are you hearing anything about that? And, and how much more does that put DAZN behind in this? Yeah, I don't think that they're, they're going to be worried about that. Again, like we said, I think everyone is viewing the Tyson Jones thing as pretty much of a joke. And, of course, you know, it's always been tradition, you know, Cinco de Mayo and then Mexican Independence Day. Canelo was a staple here in Las Vegas, you know, May and September. Remember the Billy Joe Saunders thing was supposed to happen, you know, in May. And then they talked about pushing that back. And, of course, Saunders got himself in more trouble again. I think the biggest question here with Canelo is who can he fight? I remember it was a, a force-fed fight last time 
um, you know, with Kovalev. And again, we, we knew that that probably wasn't, you know, going to be that, that appealing. But again, where does Canelo have to go? I mean, he is, 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 he, is, is he done at 160? Is he done at 168? Does he have to fight at 175? I think Canelo is kind of a man who's lost in the shuffle here. I mean, he wants to get back in the ring. I know fight fans want to see him get back in the ring. Uh, I want to see him get back in the ring. But who can he actually fight? Are they going to, you know, give us a, a Triple G fight again? There it is. There it is. The third Triple G fight. But we're going to have to wait till at least 2021, early 2021 for that, right? Because, again, you need a live gate with that. And even I know Bob Arum is, is hoping that, you know, that December 12th, uh, you know, date or whatever it is in December, it, you know, works for Fury and Wilder again, too, because they have to do this with fans. And, uh, you know, the news we're getting here in Vegas is, you know, obviously, you know, September is probably not going to happen with live fans. And uh, November and December is questionable. So, you know, we had a lot of high hopes months ago about, you know, getting some great championship fights here in Las Vegas. And I'm not sure we're going to have any of them. Interesting. Uh, Marquise, just follow up on what you wrote. I mean, we're, we're wanting more of boxing. It's not that we're rooting for anybody to go out of business, but DAZN uh, has been teetering on the brink without fights as a subscription-based service. They're not ESPN. They're not Showtime uh, with a television deal or fo- much less Fox over the air with a television deal. They got to have subscribers. And if Canelo, the report also is that DAZN wants Canelo to take a discount from the $30 million plus that he's making to TC's point because there's no live fans. There's no way to recoup the money with the live gate. If they can't agree with Canelo and get Canelo out there, I don't think it's unfair to question the survival of DAZN. It may be on the line here for the rest of 2020. I think it is, TJ, and mainly because if you're asking for Canelo to take a discount, a guy that was in all of their fight season, as we all saw a commercial, you know, with the, with the, you know, with the Italian music and, you know, and punch the heavy bag, and they want him to take a pay cut in their you know, if you're going to take a pay cut, the person that's facing Canelo has to take a pay cut, and everyone knows Canelo's the richest voice in boxing when it comes to purses and whatnot. That's not going to happen. And I do think it's a, I think it's a bigger issue than what we're letting on to, Jay. And it's also a bigger issue because they have nothing else to fall back on. They have, in terms of content and programming, they already were limited as it is. Uh, at, at one point, too, they had at least, you know, MLB changed up, you know, at least like other additional licenses and, and pro promotional outlets like baseball, the code to, or at least at least. The snooker out of you know out of the UK to show snooker. <laughs> I love it. I mean, at least they had, at least they had something else to show. Now We're so uncivilized in the U.S. that we refer to it as pool. We're playing pool, much less billiards. They call it snooker in the UK. But yes, they've got snooker. They've got darts. They've got whatever. They've got uh, European soccer. I get that. But clearly, Canelo is the drawing card where they yeah. want tens of thousands, if not a couple of hundred thousand, to sign up to see that fight whenever it is. And TC is giving us a little heads up there. They're not going to be able to have live crowds more than likely in September, even in Vegas, if that's what they're planning on doing, if they can agree. All right, I promised you guys we would get out of here. Let's plug one more time. The TC Martin Show is on five days a week. Plug away. The floor is yours here off the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Promote, 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 young man. There you go. Uh, Two o'clock Pacific time, tcmartinshow.com. And also, podcasts are available not only on the website, but uh, all the other platforms, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, you can hear TJ Reeves on my show as well, too. So make sure you listen to that. That would be a reason not to tune in to hear more of TJ <laughs> on the show. If you're using that as a promo. That's usually like, no, I'm, I'm not. Do not promote that. So, yes, find him. TC Martin 21 on Twitter as we keep plugging that in. 
uh, there on the on the graphics, etc. So find him, TC Martin Twenty One. Find the TC Martin Show at tcmartinshow.com and also on Facebook. Uh, Week Sauce Radio, the senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. He's Marquise Johns. One more time, we encourage him to go to the website. Website doing exceptionally well right now because the interest in boxing is back, Marquise, and we're writing away about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Boxing is back in terms of PBC stuff. We're looking forward to it. Right before it was at bigfightweekend.com. You can find everything boxing is past, present, and future. You can find me, find me on the Twitter deck, as always, at Week Sauce Radio, harassing everybody, questioning trolls and people with bad sports takes, especially in boxing, because there's a lot of that going on. I think this cover is making everybody crazy, guys. But I am here to check all of you on Twitter if you want to take a look at all my shenanigans as well. Well, and we are excited because there's a bunch of fights going on in a bunch of places. You mentioned Matchroom has got their fight camp series in the background of their headquarters that's going on. Again, it's a bunch of U.K. fighters for the most part, but it's live fights. You know, DAZONE had that Ortiz fight. Last weekend, Virgil Ortiz, the up-and-coming. At least we have live fights. PBC has got the Showtime show coming Saturday as we keep promoting. We're writing all about it, talking all about it. Bigfightweekend.com is where you find that. TC and Marquise, thank you. I appreciate the insight and the wisdom hanging out with me here on the podcast. Great to be with you, TJ. Marquise. Great stuff. And we thank you for finding us again. Subscribe if you're just hearing the audio. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. But also find the video channel and subscribe. Big Fight Weekend uh, YouTube page as well to see the video and everything that goes on uh, with it. For now, we're done. I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to more of the fights on Big Fight Weekend and the podcast. Bye.